My name is Ty Brady, the owner of Brady Insurance Marketing and the Ty Brady Way. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Episode 77. I have the privilege today to interview John Miller, a good friend of mine and agent that's part of our part of my team. Tell us a little bit about yourself, John, how long you've been in the industry and kind of your story on how you got to where you're at today. Go ahead. Okay, my name is John Miller and I've been in the industry about 10 years. I showed up about one year after you did. And before that, I had managed tile stores, I had managed warehouses, and I was in the military. So I was in the army and I drove tanks is what I did. So doesn't translate very well into the real world. So when I was 17, I went in the army, mostly because they had a $5,000 bonus. But don't ever do that because you end up in the rougher areas. (laughs) When I came out of the military, I didn't know what to do because driving tanks doesn't really translate into the public sector. So I started with large vehicles and I ended up in construction, started out that. And then I went into a print shop making $4.50 an hour and driving a large truck and dropping pallets of paper off. You'd be surprised how heavy paper can be. I made it to the top of that business in 10 years and was running the shop and everything like that. But it was a family-owned shop, so I was replaced by the owner's son. Then I went to a corporation working tile and granite countertops and things like that. Made it to the top in that warehouse, running the service desk and everything like that. And then a new manager came along and Everything went pot again, another 10 years down the road. So when everything started going south, because it was about 2008, I was flipping houses at that time, and the houses market went down. So I was part of that downward swing. So I was just me and my little girl. So, yeah, I'm a single father raising a daughter there during that time frame. And uh, I ended up almost on state help was on state medicated that looking for a way out. Actually, the insurance business fell into my lap. My tax guy said, you ought to try this. (laughs) He's now a tax guy and I'm now an insurance agent. We were both insurance agents at that time. But at that point, I made it from doing very little and it's hard to cross the welfare line. So there's a lot of people out there that have that difficulty because you reach a certain point and the government quits helping you. And there is a lot of space in there for you before it starts getting easier but if you can persevere in the insurance business yeah i made 38,000 i think on my best warehouse within three years i had beaten and within five years i had tripled it's a good option and you just have to learn to be able to talk to people right now i've learned that doing insurance i can do yes you can you've done a really great job i think people you know the stories that i tell about you i don't necessarily mention you by name but i think i refer to you as the kiosk king you've made your living in a kiosk over the last few years and uh, even agents that go and work the store you've been in they don't want to go and work the store because they're like where's john you know you're a staple in that community what would you tell somebody that's maybe looking into this industry or they're investigating a different opportunity what would you tell them from your perspective from my perspective it's a good place to uh, hang your hat and work. It does take a lot of work right at the beginning. I will tell you that because it's all about residuals. Residuals is what makes your life better. But after a little while and after you got the residuals going, it's not that hard. Wouldn't you like to have a job where you didn't have to get out of bed to make your house payment? I can do that. 
For people that may not know on the show, explain residual income to me a little more. So let's use a easy number like $10,000. So you work over the year. Your goal really is 100 applications a year, but you do whatever you can. And if you make $10,000, that's great. But the good thing about that is when next year comes along and you keep those clients, you still get that $10,000. And if you work again, the same or better, you get another $10,000 or $20,000. And so you now have $20,000. And then you do it again, and you now have $40,000. So it just compounds upon itself. Yes, you have to work and keep your clients and everything, but just like any business, you got to keep clients. What would you say the key to success is and how you come to where you're at today? You work for yourself. So the key to success is to basically get up like a job and do it. You can sit home and you can wonder why you're not making any money, but how much time did you spend in your business that week? That reminds me of a podcast I did about owning it. You got to own it. It's your business. It's not just going to happen. But over time, things add up and then it becomes easier. What would you say a disadvantage is? Disadvantage? The first two years is a disadvantage because you got to build something in order to have so. And it takes a little bit to build. I mean, for example, I built my entire business almost, well, about 70% of it, out of a Smith's store in a kiosk. I'm the guy that you walk by and he asks you a question to every person that walks by. But where else can you find everybody that has to, um, that, well, that needs a lot of Medicare? They all have to go to a grocery store. So that's where I started. Yeah. I've also talked about the show how people have been able to double their income year over year. And I mean, I know that you're pushing a double-digit six-figure income pretty close to that. Where does that end? Do you see that ending or you just keep continuing on what you're, what's the long-term plan for you? Well, you can end wherever you want, wherever you're satisfied. I would like to be able to, so I can go to Hawaii today. I can just go, but can't go to Tahiti yet. <laughs> you know, I love it. It's so great that this to see. I mean, one of the things that you've you've taken on this too is a challenge. It's not a challenge, but you've started to manage agents, and you know that's a whole different ballgame, right? And I remember many times you asked me, like, you're like, Ty, am I doing this right? It's not about a wrong or right, but you've got one guy that I mean, he's put five or six hundred applications on the books for you, and uh, he's done a really good job. And how would you say that now that you've been able to give back and help? What has that done for you? To give back and help? Well, you, you help other people make a business out of it, and all of a sudden, they're doing well. Works really well, in my opinion. The guy that you're talking about, that he put a 120 apps on the books in one open enrollment. He had a $60,000 paycheck in January. Yeah. You can do this. It just takes work, and you just got to find your little niche. Some people like doing mail. Some people like doing kiosks like myself. Some people go door to door. That's getting a little bit harder and everything with some of the new stuff. You got Zoom, the one guy that I'm talking about. He's got business in 20 states. Wow. So, I mean, you can do as much or as little as you can, as you wish. I mean, you can stick to your little state. A lot of, say, 50% of my business is inside of Utah. So, but it's in Colorado. It's in Idaho. It's in Arizona. It's in California. And it's a great write-off. Yeah, I know. I remember you and I hitting the road, leaving and not coming back for three or four days, going to the outlining areas where agents didn't want to run leads four or five hours away and running all those leads and finding those people out in the middle of nowhere. The one that reminded me, were you with me with the guy that came out and had blood all the way up his hands and he'd been out slaughtering rabbits? Nope. 
Oh, you were with me on that one. Some of those memories, I'm like, wow, they're just, just the weirdest, strangest places you can meet people, but they all need help. There's, there's 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 a day, and they all need help. That's what's so rewarding. What would be the last thing, we're, we'll wrap this up, uh, that you want to leave with the audience here? You've got a, a great story. It's relatable. All the other thing is, too, is I, I also tell a story about the guy that couldn't get a job at 7-Eleven. You related that to me, and you're like, well, it's just amazing. You went from can't getting a job at 7-Eleven, and here you are 10 years later, and what you've been able to accomplish and do. But what would be the one thing you want to leave with the audience here? With a little bit of uh, hard work and perseverance, I mean, give it five years. If you can give it five years, you can see a good income. You can see a great income if you want to really work it hard. I've seen people make six figures in under five years. That's great. Yeah, you know, I, I make fun of you a little bit. I, I said, John's come a long ways, rough around the edges. I had to polish that stone into a smooth rock, right? But you've come a long ways, and I said, the most unlikely sales guy you'll meet in the beginning, but you persevered, you did it, and you're absolutely amazing. And it reminds me of one other story that our mentor, he came to me and said, hey, will you help John out? He came in my office, and he really wants some help. He's committed. Will you help him out? And I said, sure. And that's how you and I got teamed up, and you know, ever since then, it's just been, been awesome. You know, I remember one thing that he said is, is that if somebody is willing, you have to give them all you can as long as it takes for them to be successful, as long as they don't quit. And you never quit. And you just kept grinding and kept doing all the hard work and all the things that you were taught. And here you are today, able to do what you want, when you want, time, freedom, and now you're able to give back to help agents and then also uh, your future posterity. I mean, a lot of things that you have to look forward to. Thank you. That's really good. I do believe that Ron Kellogg, I do believe we're talking about the same yeah. there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was my mentor there for a while, too, until he passed away just recently. He was the guy that I'd sat down and asked, where do I go next? And he would always send us way out into the boonies because <laughs> nobody likes to go long distance. Everybody's trying to pick on the guys right here in town because everybody's all congregated in large population areas. But if you're willing to drive and you're willing to go to those outlying areas, you'd be surprised how, how well you can do because well, most people just simply aren't willing to drive out there. Windshield time, right? We had lots of windshield time. We got a lot of that. We got to see a lot of country, a lot of places that a lot of people won't, probably won't ever see in their lifetime. We found some people are like, how did you find this? Well, I asked the person at the gas station. Were you with me at the one with the Hogan? Yes. Now that was fun. That was a lot of fun. He's like, how'd you find me? Then he invited us back to stay in his Hogan with a TV and a cock, remember? And I do, I remember. The dog owned his house. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to look up what a Hogan was. Yeah, that's just right. To find yeah, out exactly. That's what we was looking for. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That, and then we pulled up and everybody disappeared, right? Yeah. Where they uh, thought we were the feds or something. It was it was surprising. We was on an Indian reservation at that point. Yeah. There was a bunch of people out. We drove in in a vehicle that was an SUV. And, uh, all of a sudden, everybody just slowly disappeared. And then you had to knock on a door just to find somebody. Yeah. Lots, lots of investigation found in people. It is very rewarding. Yeah, that is true. John, I really appreciate you being on the show today and for the insight that you've been able to share. Stay tuned for more on the, the Ty Brady Way. Feel free to subscribe. Send this to your friends, your family, your loved ones. Thank you and have a great day.
You can find The Tie Brady Way on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To contact us, please email thetiebradyway at gmail.com. The Tie Brady Way was edited and produced by Marlo Belmano. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.